Happy Flashback Friday, podcast listeners. Here we go again for another throwback episode. And this episode was one of the first solo episodes I started doing. And one of the first topics I wanted to talk about was my own struggle with binge eating. And if you've been following this um, podcast for a while, you know I've brought this up tons of times and I'm going to do another flashback next week where I get Chris Scott Dixon on the issue Um, but I think many of us have struggled with this and just by listening to other people's experiences can help the healing process and kind of give you clarity of how to overcome this bitch of an issue um So without further ado, here's a flashback episode to episode 59, and it's all about binge eating and binge behavior. Here we go. Now, today what I really want to talk about is this whole idea of binge behaviors. And an episode that I recorded with Krista that's going to be coming out soon uh, talks about this a lot. And it gets really deep because I asked her to use me as a case study because for you the listener who doesn't know me personally um i have been dealing with binge behavior since honestly high school and it's really tough when you're a training coach that's helping others overcome their own struggle with weight loss when you yourself the coach is actually struggling too but at the same time I feel like I have an advantage to help people because I've been in their shoes. Now, I've probably talked about this, you know, with numerous guests on my shows about coaches who, you know, went through a struggle like weight loss, have almost the advantage when it comes to training someone in the general population because most of the time, a lot of trainers that are in this industry, they played high-level sports, they've been fit their whole lives, and then they get a client in front of them that's not an athlete that they can't relate to and they have to figure out how to communicate the best way to make this person successful in weight loss. Now, I'm not saying that these coaches are bad. A lot of them that I know that I look up to have been fit their whole lives and they just do amazing when it comes to general population with weight loss. So it's not a blanket statement. It's just saying that sometimes a coach who's been through a struggle just like their client, has the advantage. Now, when it comes to binge behavior, I'm going to give you a little backstory of what I've been going through. I don't want to give the whole spiel of it because you're going to listen to it with Krista. Essentially, um, I played victim to the whole idea of cheat days. Now, you've probably read so many different articles and even read books about this so-called cheat day and basically how it's structured is you eat super clean all week and one day during the week you just go for it you eat whatever you can whatever you can consume to you know make it worthwhile and that's supposed to be the magic pill or magic whatever you want to call it to substantial like weight loss and beat your cravings and whatever else you can think of that people struggle with weight loss. But in reality, it is very, very flawed. And I honestly think that's one of the reasons why today I still 
struggle with it. This whole idea of restriction, right? It all comes down to restriction. And clients do this all the time. They get into their heads that, hey, I'm going to do this diet. I'm going to do this cleanse. I'm going to do this detox. You've probably heard me say those three things over and over and over again on this podcast. And it's important because a lot of times it always happens. Clients will not think of it any differently other than I need to get healthy. I can either do a diet. I can either do a cleanse. I can either do a detox to jumpstart. That's the word also you also hear from clients is I'm going to jumpstart my nutrition. I'm going to jumpstart my health. It doesn't work. And no matter how much you educate them on why detoxes and cleanses and all that bullshit is bad for them, they're still going to do it. And again, I've said this a bunch of times on my show, um, I've looked the other way when they talk about this because this this is crucial. They look at these diets and quick fixes as a, like an escape. They look at it as an escape to fix all their issues. And it's marketed so well that, oh, in 30 days, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose that. Hell, like if I was a regular person and I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But the issue is it doesn't teach you any life skills for long-term success. And again, you can tell your clients everything, everything you know why their choice is the wrong one. They're not going to listen to you because they've already made up your mind. So what I've been doing lately is I go, sure, we can totally do this cleanse. After the 14 days or however long it is, let's plan what we're going to do after. And then they look at this a little differently. They're like, oh, okay, well, there can be like a two part of my, you know, cleanse or diet. I look at it as a learning opportunity. I almost want someone to fail on a diet on purpose so then... When you implement your portion of the second phase of the cleanse, they will be successful. Because a lot of times, if you don't pay attention to what your clients are doing outside the hours you see them in person, it's crucial. So it's really, really important that you come up with a game plan. Not only as a trainer, but also if you are a regular person, dealing with weight loss struggle. A lot of times there's a lot of diets that have, you know, like a window of X amount of days. Don't just plan for the 30 days or whatever, how long it is. Plan after. Create a plan that will put you back to normal eating. So now the other thing with these diets and cleanses, they lead to some pretty bad behaviors and you as a coach or you as a person interested in weight loss, you've probably done numerous diets. They all work during the time you were doing them, but after you're done, you're back to square one. And 
you can develop so many different, you know, I want to say eating disorders, not eating disorders, but disordered eating habits. And my example of this whole binge thing is, you know, it's not a diet per se, but eat super squeaky clean all week and binge on one day, you could define that as a restrictive diet. Anytime you restrict someone, the more you want to break it. Like, you can have the greatest willpower in the world, but that doesn't mean shit when it comes to food. You see this a lot in the bodybuilding world. How many times have you heard uh, about people prepping for a show and they step on stage or super pumped to show off what they did to their body and then they all go out to whatever restaurant and down food that could feed like a whole village in Africa for like a week. It happens all the time. And it just it doesn't it doesn't work. Anytime you're restrictive, it just screws up not only mentally but also physically. And with my experience of this whole like binge behavior you go into this weird like phase of your life where everything revolves around food like it can get really messed up like when I would have my binge day I would actually plan it like I would actually throughout the week whatever craving I had I would write it down on a grocery list of foods that I was going to buy to binge on And I thought that was normal. Like, if you told that to any other person that's not in the fitness industry, it's a regular person on the street, they'd be like, dude, you got some issues, right? Like, let's think about that for a second. If you were just talking to somebody and they're like, oh, so what are you going to do this weekend? Well, I'm going to go to Pizza Hut to grab a pizza. I'm going to go to the liquor store and grab a six-pack of beer. And then I'm going to go to the Cheesecake Factory and get these three slices and then I'm going to go to the grocery store and get X, Y, and Z and just sit down and eat it all. That's pretty messed up. And the sad thing is that, you know, I did it and I thought that was normal because I'm in the fitness industry and cheat days are the thing to do and that's how you're supposed to do it. Like, (laughs) binge behavior can go so far to a point where you can't even realize that you're in it. And I feel very, very fortunate that I knew my behavior wasn't actually normal. And this goes to so many other things in the nutrition world where, you know, dieting is just normal now. Like this whole idea of restricting yourself to lose weight is normal. And yes, I know. Calorie deficits do work, but not to the point where you're moody and depressed and all you think about is the food that you can't eat. Like, that's just a little little too much. So my advice for anyone who is struggling with binge behavior is to talk to somebody. Like, you'd be surprised how good it could feel just to, just to open up. And don't feel embarrassed that you're dealing with something like that. And, you know, it, it, if you're 
a person who has a trainer and you're dealing with emotional eating, binge eating, like whatever it could be, just talk to them. And I know it's kind of tough because you might feel embarrassed. You might be like, oh, they're going to judge me. They're not going to judge you. And if they do, they're probably not a really good trainer to be with in the first place. So when I was speaking with Krista, I knew where she was going to head. Like I, I, I would consider myself someone who has a pretty good self-awareness of who I am and what I do. But she asked me so many questions, not even so many, a handful of questions that I knew she was going to ask, but in a way that made me think so much differently. And I connected so many different dots in my life to why and how and how I got into this whole binge cycle. Now, imagine if you are feeling bottled up with an issue like this and you don't speak to anybody, it's never going to get fixed. You know, sometimes I, I almost came to this conclusion, like maybe I'm never going to overcome binge eating. Like I'm never going to have a year without doing it at least once. And that's okay. But I know why. I know why I do it. So imagine if you were able to speak to someone. It, it doesn't even have to be someone who has experience. But the fact that you're just saying it, sometimes you get something, you know, like two weeks later down the road, something clicks in. You're like, you know what? That's probably why. Or you just get more clarity just to speak to somebody. And the fact that I spoke to Krista about it, you know, like if you listen to the episode at the very end, she says, you know, email me back or message me back in two weeks because something might have clicked, you know. And in the interview, I talk about how in high school when I was super depressed about being overweight, I listened to music. And I said, I listened to a lot of rap and punk rock and I, th- I can't remember something else. So the big one is I was listening to a lot of Linkin Park. Okay. Th- this is what clicked for me. Recently, if you've been following the news and know who Chester Bennington is, he's the lead, lead singer of Linkin Park. When I heard that he committed suicide, it hit me really, really hard. And this is the first time I ever spoke about this. Suicide is really, really tough on me because in high school, I had a really, really close friend of mine that committed suicide. And I I honestly, I I never knew, because I've never lost somebody close to me. And this was the first time I ever experienced it. And it really, really hit me hard. So I know the feeling to lose someone close to you. And, you know, I got over it, whatever. Um, And then I heard this whole thing about Chester taking his own life. And I didn't know him personally. But I had the exact same feeling of losing one of my best friends in high school. And I thought that was so strange because I'm like, I don't. I've never spoken to Chester. I've never met him, never shook his hand. I never had a conversation with him. But for some reason, I felt the exact same way as I did with my friend from high school. So after this interview with Krista, you know, a couple of days after, it finally clicked in. During the times when I was in high school depressed about being overweight, I would listen to different bands and 
different rappers, and the big one was always Linkin Park. And I think I have some sort of emotional attachment to, you know, feeling depressed and listening, you know, putting that CD in and listening to the lyrics and listening to the music helped me get past my depression of being overweight. And I think that's why when I heard when Chester committed suicide, it was such a blow. And I felt down, like, it, it, it just clicked. I figured that out. And I still have to go message Krista because I'm like, holy shit, like, you are amazing at coaching people. Like, she could be a psychologist, honestly. But that was just from talking to somebody. Right. Like she's definitely really experienced. And I had a huge kind of like a revelation about why I was so emotionally attached to this singer that I've never met. And it was actually directly related to my weight when I was younger. So imagine if you just spoke to somebody that actually had experience with dealing with weight loss and, you know, going through what you're going through, you might be surprised how much better you can feel having clarity over your life. So my big thing and takeaway for all of you trainers and people that are interested in weight loss, don't feel like you can't talk to anybody. And I know it's easier said than done, but reach out. You'd be surprised if any of you are dealing with body image eating disorders, anything that comes to nutrition and weight loss, email me. Email me, lay it out on me like I don't care. I will email you back. I'm not going to see it come into my inbox and be like, I will I'll deal with this later. You'd be surprised how good it's going to feel when you know, I email you back and you're like, holy shit, this person cares. The fact that you know someone cares about what you're going through is one of the biggest steps to recovery and success. So if at all you're thinking about it, go for it. Email me at rafael at empowerhp.ca. That's R-A-F-A-L at empowerhp.ca. And I guarantee I'm going to email you back within 24 hours. If you are still unsure, that's okay. Again, you can't force these things. And I'm going to say it right now. I've been dealing with this binge crap for years. And it's only been the last year where I really focused on trying to get over it. And it's only been the last couple months where I actually have tried to do something. Because before, I honestly thought I had no issues. And when I figured out that it wasn't a good idea to be binging on crap foods all the time, I didn't do anything about it. So maybe you're not ready right uh, at this moment. So that's okay. But I'm always going to be here. And for all you coaches out there listening, know that coming from a person that has gone through a weight loss struggle, know that most likely your clients are going through something. And it's just they haven't told you. I would just say just expect something because I remember having one situation with a client where they actually approached me, took me into an office and just started bawling, crying. And I'm like, "Okay, what's wrong? 
And they told me that they were an emotional eater. And I was like, holy shit, this is the first time that a client did this. So all you can do, because our profession gets into way too many things that we're not qualified for. So the first thing I told her was the fact that you're telling me right now about this issue is a huge success and win for you. And the fact that I said that to her, she, she like stopped crying instantly. She was shocked that I said something like that because I think every human being thinks the worst situation if they're actually going to be vulnerable and true to themselves. And that's not the case. Just letting your clients know that you're there for them is going to make them feel so much closer to you. And in the long game, you're just going to win. So hopefully you guys didn't uh, mind me kind of rambling about this kind of stuff. But I think this is going to be great because now I can kind of share my experiences as a coach my experiences as, you know, my weight loss story and get into other topics that I'm passionate about. So again, hopefully you enjoyed it, got something out of it. And if you have any topics you want me to talk about, shoot me an email, shoot me a shout out on Facebook. I will take requests and I'm not only going to just talk about nutrition and eating behaviors or whatever like uh, I want to talk about business like I have my own online business I have my own gym and all these other projects I'm working on to build my business so why not talk about it so maybe next week I'll just talk about business like I think that would be kind of cool so again if you have any questions concerns want to reach out feel free to email me and uh, we'll see you guys again next week hopefully you enjoyed it